This podcast is a project of the Massachusetts Cultural Council, a state agency committed to building creative communities and inspiring creative minds. A lot of our audience are artists and scientists, and I think there's a lot of excitement that you could have this conversation in the first place. The art is not serving or illustrating the science, it's its, its own thing, and that there's a lot to be gained, sort of, I think it humanizes us. Hi, I'm Anita Walker at the Massachusetts Cultural Council. Welcome to Creative Minds Out Loud. And our guest today is Deborah Davidson, founder and director of Catalyst Conversations. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much. I am so fascinated by what you're doing because you are diving into the intersection of art and science. What attracted you to doing this? Well, um, I actually have a creation story, which I'll share with you. So about three and a half years ago, I was just, I kept noticing or seeing my colleagues, I'm also a practicing artist, do, talking about science or math, you know, it's like there, this interest in science, and I was just curious about it. And the, the second part is, for me, I think there are so many fantastic artists in Boston that don't get enough attention. So anyway, I met um, Clara Wainwright, uh, who is a marvelous um, fabric artist and the inventor of First Night, as you know, and many other things. And I didn't know her very well. I ran into her. We started having a conversation. I started talking about this art and science. And she said, wouldn't it be great if there was like a TED program just for Boston artists? We had Georgie Friedman who's a video artist who's interested in weather and extreme weather. And she does these beautiful videos that are projected and, and they're really amazing. So I wanted to have her and I cold emailed Carrie Emanuel, who's like one of the main hurricane experts in the world. He said, oh, that sounds interesting. We had this, so they each person, um, so I prepare them. Um, we have, a, we have an, a conversation in advance. Sometimes the artists and scientists talk to each other in addition. Anyway, so with that one, what was so amazing about it is that it became this, it was this incredible, it was about her work, the art, and his science, and how he's kind of trying to help the world, you know, anticipate hurricanes and so on. We've had many, many different iterations. For example, we had Janet Eckelman early on with her engineer, and we had she and the engineer in conversation with another artist, um, a filmmaker, and her kind of technical person. They had a four-way conversation. Um, we've uh, So we started with just doing visual artists, working with visual artists, but now have expanded to music and dance, and that has been very exciting. For example, we had Stan Strickland who is also, like, I think a Boston treasure, absolutely. Um, and there were a lot of the younger people in the audience didn't even know who he was. And so he was in conversation with Ani Patel, who's a Tufts neuroscientist who's studying music in the brain. So, And then I'll just tell you this because it was kind of, like, personally amazing. So we got together, you know, at a, had a glass of wine to talk about what we were going to do. And they had to stop talking to each other. They just started singing to each other because they, you know, they had gone beyond like language, even though he studies language in the brain. So like that. That's so amazing. Really, it's really about the kind of um, synergy between the artists and scientists. It's not the, art, the artists illustrating the science at all. So I They're not in service of the other. It's something that happens. It's something else. Yes. And I think that 
both artists and scientists, I mean, I think there's kind of a paradigm shift, which I think is really great, that artists are really much more interested in the sort of social, social space, and um, so are scientists. And they really, I think, because our world is in a crisis, I, I hear it over and over again, that they're trying to, like, do something, trying to help it, trying to heal. Are there any themes that are emerging to you? Anything that's happening that typically happens when you put these two together uh, that you're starting to see? Yes. Um, one of the things is um, the kind of parallel of process in each. That science is actually very, the scientists are very creative people, um, but the, the end result of their science is different than the end result of, of what artists are interested in doing. So um, that's one thing, the process. And part of that process is the um, ability to tolerate failure and to keep repeating so that, you know, in a an example for a scientist would be you're doing an experiment, it's not happening, not happening. You repeat and repeat, so you're tolerating failure till you have something that is a good result, you know, would be parallel to a musician practicing or a dancer or an artist, you know, not not there until, you know, until it, it's, it's... And there's a rigor to it. And a rigor to it, yeah. So there's really a tremendous amount of parallel. And I think the people that I'm trying for, not always, but they, um, you know, it's a scientist who um, has some, you know, who knows something about art making. You know, it's, it, they would be sympathetic to, to being in the conversation in the first place. So what's next? What are your ambitions now that you've had, you've got 30 uh, conversations under your belt? <laughs> what I would like, my like big ambition, like my big dream would be to have a space where we could curate, because that would be a really natural outcome, a space where I could curate exhibitions, because I also am a curator, um, that would be based on this, um, on the synergy, you know, maybe even beyond the two people, but like the thing that comes out of that. And then... Um, I love to be able to provide more educational programs um, and maybe a big symposium, bringing artists and scientists together. Something I want to mention is that there's a real, I'd say, groundswell. It, in Boston, there's a lot of other groups doing things. You know, I'd say we're colleagues, but also in Brooklyn and San Francisco and Dublin. And it, I mean, that would be like my highest ambition is to that all these groups um, talk to each other, you know. Um, so one of the things that's really important, and I've had this a version of this conversation with a lot of people, was like, well, Deborah, you know, you could charge twenty dollars, and I absolutely want to keep it free, open to the public, you know, and just reach as many people as we can that way, you know. To, so what yeah. do you think, um, in summary, is 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 really the big benefit to the public at large to be able to experience? this collision of mm. art and science? Well, I think, I think people are, let's say, more than pleasantly surprised that there is so much connection between science and art. And I think for the artists, so let's say we attract a lot of our audience are artists and scientists. And I think there's a lot of excitement that you could have this conversation in the first place. And that, it, like we were saying before, that the art is not serving or illustrating the science. It's it's its own thing, and that there's a lot to be gained, sort of, I think it humanizes us. I think that's the answer. It's, it's, it's human, humanizing us, uh, uh, you know, all of us. 
Deborah Davidson, founder and director of Catalyst Conversations, another creative mind out loud. To learn more about this episode and to subscribe, visit creativemindsoutloud.org.